Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Where'd that even come from, by the way? I, I don't Um. What started that? I don't uh, remember. Fuck, I don't know. I, I needed a gimmick. Oh, it was my way of getting out of doing impressions. Oh, it was your meat wad. That's right. It was kind of like my meat wad, but it, it, it stemmed from that. And yeah, it, it was an excuse to get me out of uh, trying. I, uh, and then and then I didn't do it one show and people were like, is Squeezer okay? Yeah right. What was his, his gimmick? I don't even know. I, does Joe still listen? I mean, I, the impression stemmed from Joe tossing out ideas, and I know he's still. I don't know if he listens live. Currently, no one is. But I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, we can't be in YouTube's algorithm ever because um, we don't allow advertising. Ah. We're sticking it to the man by sticking it to ourselves. Well, we're just not selling out. Yeah, yeah. We're like we're like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine, man. We're not <laughs> taking your money. Metallica's like, we love Stranger Things. <laughs> I mean, I love Stranger Things. But... Oh, yeah. But, they... uh, but I love Stranger Things and Napster. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, is Lars Ulrich fucking complaining about all these kids using the song in their TikToks now without paying? Uh, Kurt probably told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> these no. kids didn't know who we were before this. Yeah, the money piles they're rolling in. Just like Kate Bush. Good uh, for her. I don't want to like ruin the show by starting off and talking about current product wrestling, but have you been following any of this AEW drama? <clears throat> uh, No, it's been... Uh, my nights have been... Uh, listen, it. I haven't watched a second of footage, except the I watched the YouTube of the media scrum of Punk going off about people who I don't even know who they are. I Jake thinks it's it's a shoot. I think it's a work, but apparently there was a fight, and everyone's pissed at CM Punk, and there he there, he might get fired, and uh, these other guys are suspended. Wow, I, I was just wondering if you were following and if you thought it was a shoot or a work. Uh, was it after? Was it after like the five-hour pay-per-view they did? I, I was it five hours. I have no idea. I don't fucking watch AEW, and I never have. <laughs> I never will. <laughs> uh, I mean, I DVR it, and then I catch up when I do. I, I don't, and, and if I don't, I don't. It's you know. Uh, I don't know. I was wondering what you thought, and <laughs> I, I don't. I will. I Tell will me it's watch a work, it and I will get back to you next week. Uh, for as it's always a work. I, that's what I told Jake. It's always a work, even if it's a shoot interview. Like they're gonna work it into an angle. Yeah. <laughs> like doesn't it? Like the Undertaker actually really did kidnap Stephanie. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? We should make this a bit. And he's like, you know what? That's a good idea, Vince. Well, you're joking, but Brett and Sean really <laughs> did hate each other backstage, and they oh, worked. they absolutely hated each other. And like, hey. Let's make the let's. They hated each this. other, but they liked they liked working with each other because they made each other look great. And, and they made a lot of money. They made some money, yeah. Not they didn't make Stone Cold. <clears throat> you know, DX. Oh, the are Rock you okay? Money, but... Are you okay, Sniffles? 
Uh, it's it's not a cold or anything. It's just my normal everyday <laughs> congestion. Yeah. Not post-COVID or pre-COVID or anything to do with it. It's just having asthma and being allergic to cats and living with three who like to shed all over you. <laughs> and it's also that, uh, well, no, it's every time of the year, but right now it's that weird, humidity kind of just fuck with your sinuses kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I was chilly boy today. Yeah. Um, Aw, I had a hoodie on and jeans. Yeah, I know. That's when you know it's chilly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering if you had your thoughts on that. Ah, um, sorry. You know what? Let's. I'll go. I'll watch the show. Are you caught up on? You don't. I don't even think you need to watch. Dyn, like you have to watch that five-hour pay-per-view because I don't even think they talked about it on the the Dynamite show tonight. Oh. Uh, remember spending after uh, altercation. Well, don't okay, catch up yeah, now. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll catch up next week and we'll talk about. It. All tell, right, tell we'll me it's a work next, next week. Um, but are you all caught up on She Hulk? Uh, I feel like I am, but it the problem is, it comes out Thursday, so I even thought about it today. I'm like, am I all caught up? It's three episodes. You should it's, be. I know. But it's because it's like so it's the longest span of time between when I can watch it and when we do the show and talk about it. Mm, yeah. That like I forget whether or not. And yes, I am. I watched it. I think I watched it Thursday or Friday night. No, Did no. you start watching Paper Girls yet? No, not yet. Oh, man. I got a couple other things on my plate right now. I got to What's on your plate? up before I can go there. Well, let me see what's on your plate. I'll organize your plate for you. No, no, I'm not going. I'm not even going to bring it up because you're going to make fun of me for it. So. <laughs> what Raw and Dragon Ball Z? No, no. Uh, it's Iron Iron Blooded Orphans. What? It's a Gundam series. Uh... I watch it while I build my models. It's very good. <laughs> what? Uh... Okay, here we go. Hi-ish. Did you? What was I just gonna ask you? Yeah, is she ish in the house? Probably no, but yeah, go ahead. Probably not. Oh, did, I haven't watched it yet, but maybe you have the new Lord of the Rings show. Uh, yeah. You did watch it. Oh, I got that too. I got Game of Thrones going for me. Yes, yeah, so I got some stuff going on uh, right so, now. Well, uh, Enchantress tried to get me to watch the Game of Thrones show. What's it called? Uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. And I fell asleep instantly. Oh God, I'm loving it. So is she, she, I think so. I think she's loving it. So. I love it. it reminds uh, me what... of the older seasons. I love that they have sources to work with, which is fun. What did you think of the Lord of the Rings show? I have not um, watched it. Yet. You so you didn't see it yet? No. Are you mad that I'm they gonna, cast? I'm gonna other, watch it. Other than um, white people. I'm gonna continue to watch it. Um, the world, like, there's so much potential there, mm -hmm. and that you could tell they spent a lot of money. Um, but they spent a lot of money in on the visual effects, and maybe not so much in the writers' room and the casting room. It just feels like, they're, they're, whereas I know you fell asleep during it, but. There's almost like uh, House of Dragon has like a soul. It's a dark, black, evil soul. Mm. 
but you could tell like there's something that has it def- has more heart to it. Whereas you would think something for Tolkien would be like it doesn't feel. I don't know. It just felt like there is a little something missing. Here, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go one out of ten because they didn't stick to the book. But it's the uh, race um, thing that everyone has an issue with the rampant. Oh, that too. I honestly, I didn't even. It didn't even occur to me. I'm like, well, why couldn't there be black hobbits? Well, I'll tell you what. When over, I think uh, some when we started watching our own Sunday night movies after after COVID, we put the Lord of the Rings. As, oh no, you know what it was? When when um. Uh, Enchantress is watching the best picture winners in order. Mm-hmm. And when we got to Return of the King, we decided to watch all three of them. We watched all three, mm-hmm. and I still like them, but they are very white, like to a point where they're every single person in the movie is white. And it's noticeable. Well, yeah. When you w- see it 15, 20 years later, you're like, wow, these are, these are very white movies. <laughs> and back then, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I was younger and, and not and not smart. Uh, I'm not saying I'm smart now, but I watch it and, no. and that's something I notice. And, and you know, it's like, that's not reflective of the world we live in. Of the world we live in, no, but you got to remember it's based off of... It's it's purely fiction. It's, it's purely fiction, but it's based off of someone's vision of a historical time. You know, you can't, like... And it's also written by a guy in 1918. He wrote it in between World War One and Two, right? Uh, it's basically based off of his time in World War One. <clears throat> like the Mordor is basically Verdun. No, 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 it's not. It's Mordor. He says in the beginning of his book, he detests allegory in all its forms. Mordor oh, well, is Mordor. Sorry, it is. <laughs> it is. It's based off his experience. What no man's land is the no man's land going to Mor- no, Mordor? What? I'm agreeing with you. No oh, Man's okay. Land is the area in fucking World War One. Yes. That, that would, yeah. visually, in his depictions of Mordor, is No Man's Land. Yes. Yes. No, I know that, but he, he swore oh. he hates allegory, so technically, if we're listening to him, it's not. Eh, well, he says it's not based on anything. You are putting words in his mouth. In whose mouth? Tolkien. Oh, well, he's dead. So what is he gonna do? Yell at me? <laughs> he has. He has said it is based on not his. Uh, it's yes. Everything in his life influences writing, but it is based on nothing. It is completely uh, creation. No, you can't. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, that's what he said. Ah, he's full of shit. He hated um, what's his his boy who wrote uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe for making it a Jesus allegory, a biblical allegory. Why can't you make it a biblical allegory? If you can make a World War One allegory, <clears throat> hey, and... I'm not making these rules. He's making these rules. Oh, I'm telling him he's full of shit. So all of you people that want a similarian shot for shot, uh, yeah, look, look, I would love a Jurassic Park uh, shot for shot. But you know what? Re-listening to it back then, wow, that would be a, you would fall asleep. Be a lot of hour-long episodes of absolutely nothing happening. No. And Malcolm just pontificating. <clears throat> Which, okay, that would be pretty fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> but still. I'm here for it, man. Yeah, well, the, the racist people can... Uh, you know what, then? Make your own racist show. <laughs> yeah, Get, get your... that green lid. Right. Me, 
and uh, well, there somehow like House of the Dragon, like originally there was a lot of backlash, and then I think people saw it and they're like, oh, that Steve, is it Tucson? I don't know. How you say it? Say it. I don't know. They're like, oh, he's fucking awesome. So, okay, yeah, we can have uh, black Targaryens. But in nowhere in the book does it say that they have. They just have to have white hair. Technically, it's more uh, it's supposed to be purple, but uh, purple eyes, right? But I actually like what they did there, and they made them different, and it's almost like a, a separate uh, race within the race, and it actually provides depth to a story that wasn't there before. So, oh, sorry, 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 not at all. Oh. No, <clears throat> you can nod off to the show, but not my uh, <laughs> retelling my of the expert show. In, my expert analysis of the show. Oh, uh, listen, I'm so a broken you, wait, record, but Paper Girls. You're like six years behind though on House of the Dragon. Though, if you only watched the first one. Six years behind on House of the Dragon. Yeah, there's a lot of time jumps. Uh, well, they're actually they're actually recast uh, in the next episode or two. I am. Uh, you're well aware of my thoughts on the. Gar- uh, what's the show called? High f- High Fantasy. No, in I general. Li- I mean, I-, I like Lord of the Rings. I didn't like The Hobbit. Yeah. Well, again, you know what? Maybe it's in the same vein. Um, like again, those kind of bother me because you know me. I don't like straight up just. CGI the whole damn thing, but uh, yeah, it, it felt kind of soulless. That, that's where I'm kind of at with this. 48 frames per second that he shot it in. Ugh, it's just hard to look at. It, it It's Paper Girls is, I know, a broken record, but man, Brian K. Vaughn, dude, guy could write a comic, and he they did a great job with the show, the, the showrunner, and I forget her name, but fuck, man. I... Highly suggest everyone watches it and then contacts me, slides into my DM so we can discuss how great it is. Ew. Just sounds dirty. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Cobra Kai, I think, dropped, right? Cobra Kai 5? I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. Are you a Cobra Kai watcher? No. Sorry. Uh, I got I got to pick and choose my battles. I premiered Oh, it's the premiere's the night. Sorry. It didn't come oh, out. Oh, there you go. I oh, I wish Were I would have a... said yes and you would have caught me in a lie. <laughs> I you, I didn't ask if you've seen season 5. I said are you a Cobra Kai watcher? Oh, no. You haven't seen any of the seasons. No. Um, were you a Karate Kid fan, the movie? Uh, I I yeah, I mean I watched it. But it was like, I don't know, it was just too many fit kids doing active things. And, you know, <laughs> it made me it made me feel bad about myself. So it was fat shaming me from, you know, before fat shaming was a thing. Well, well, that's not fun for you. No, no. So that's why Ralph Macchio uh, doesn't like me. I uh, was a fr- always a fan of Karate Kid, the movies, all the sequels, and I love Cobra Kai. Uh, so I did want I did want one of those little bird houses on my roof though, just so I can like send pigeons. And then I got a cell phone, so I guess that kind of defeated the purpose. So, hmm. Hmm. what was that? Two or three? Is uh, that three? Three. Three. 
There was a Karate Kid cartoon too. We've got children's cartoon on NBC. Uh, yeah, yeah. It made me put down my uh, home fries in the morning. I'm like, oh, look at these active children. <laughs> Did you watch it seriously? If it wasn't one of those, it wasn't highlighted. But if it came on and I saw it, I watched it. Yeah, it was, it was pre-Fox, like so highlighted. Like <clears throat> it was, know. it was pre-Fox, so I watched it. But um, yeah, as far as nonsense to talk about before the show, I didn't, I didn't really have much. There's a whole lot of uh, pumpkin things on shelves as we approach. There's a whole lot of pumpkin things in my cooler. Oh, you got pumpkin beers. Yeah. I got a Sam Adams Jacko. Not to be confused with the Jackie Onassis. I'm not drinking her. And then a uh, Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. Mm. Very excited for that. And right now I am drinking the uh, Victory Fest beer. They're Marsin. Marsin. Yes, but I'm trying to say Marsin. Like, you know, like the Germans do in all the movies. Oh, okay. Did yeah, I'm. I'm. Apl- I'm trying to get a role. What? What? Uh, they're making. They're making a sequel to Downfall. <laughs> uh, There's so much pumpkin shit uh, out there. It's it's insane. I love it. Uh, I love this time of year. Uh, yep. I'm sure you do too. I love being able to wear my hoodie and not get looks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, is he okay? Does he have some kind of illness? Is he? Yes. Yeah, so, um, Enchantress belongs to this subscription box called a uh, Finders Seekers, and you pay a monthly uh, fee, and you get this box, and it comes with an envelope and some things, and basically you follow these puzzles online and have to figure out like clues, and it's a cute thing to do every month. Um, it's it's in lieu of like uh, the puzzles are akin to um, what are those called escape room type puzzles and shit and she, you know okay she, she loves all that stuff and so her parents come over to play it with us every month and uh, on Monday it was the, apparently eighty degrees in the house as she says and I was wearing my hoodie in the house and she's like he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with him well the sun wasn't out it was rainy and i'm a chilly boy oh i'm see i'm yeah i'm excited because now i get my my frothy fully beers i can put a hoodie on and it's soup season above all else well i even went to the, i even went to target and stocked up on soups for my soup drawer well it's soup season uh today tomorrow it's a high of 79 and it's back in the 80s friday saturday oh uh, no Sunday. no in my office it's still soup season that's true it was a high of 67 today when i left oh. but um yeah so then next week a little little rain and high 70s but then 80s again at the end of the week so we got a, we got a bit uh. to go yeah a little bit a little bit, bit warm I'm, I'm i'm okay with it right now I'm, i hate the winter but you know I like the fall yeah, fall's nice. Um, all right, I guess we should start. We uh, so this is kind of back to school shopping, back to school, just random school. Look, topics. just admit it, I suck at this. 
Well, no, I, when I realized all I had was just me reading off like far more ads, I'm like, you know what? I could pivot a bit too. And how is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm sure we've well, lost. Don't worry. We're still eventually, one of our picks will divulge, uh, divulge, diverge. My divest. first pick, I'm going to be reading out of a magazine squeezers, all right? Okay. My first uh, we'll eventually get to the far more ads, folks. Don't you worry. Yeah, we're going to start with. Squeezer, though, and your first pick. Here it is. A golden bug. Golden book. I grew up with golden book. Gee, Mom. <laughs> golden book. I grew up with golden book. Wow. Golden books. I grew up with golden books. Really, Santa? <laughs> oh, yes. For almost 40 years, Golden Books have helped children grow with hundreds of different books and activities for kids of all ages. Let your child grow up with Golden Books, too. Golden Books? I grew up with Golden Books. Golden Books? I grew up with Golden Books. As I'm watching this, I, I, I'm like, okay, I was... It was between this and one from the 90s, and the one from the 90s was just music, and then, of course, there was that can you do that again, please? Golden books. I grew up with golden books. Ho, 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 ho. That made me so happy. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was trying to think of something. I was like, oh, what books? Like, uh, and and I realized I got. I should just look around for like back to school stuff because that's my life now. And uh, yeah, there's golden books everywhere now. They're like it used to be like old timey kind of crap when we were kids, and and you loved them. But then they kind of they were very dated, because um, like we read a lot of the the older ones, and they started licensing them, you know, as as we were kids. But now they're like licensed out the wazoo. Wazoo, Dra- all Ghostbusters have them. Jurassic Park has them. There's a fucking billion of them. Yeah, Toy Story. They, well, Disney kind of like latched their little teeth in them. But it was started by a little mom and pop company named Simon and Schuster. Um, with the goal of making a shit ton of money off of poor people. And, well, no. It's about getting kids to read. In reality, though, they were trying to create a book that was cheap. So, like, it would have cost, like, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars to, like, sell a book back then, which is a fortune. And they figured, well, what if we can get it to 50 cents? And you're like, no, what if we can get the 25, which back in like the 1940s was like, I don't know, like $300 or something like that. Um, And so they made like these stapled books and they had a set number of pages. I think it was like 42 pages. And they split the colors. Like some were two-tone and some actually had four whole colors. Um, And it was a hit they sold like millions of these things and it was one of those like, hey you can it's quantity over quality kind of thing even though they were good books you know for a kid and i remember they were all because my mom was a sunday school teacher so i grew up on these things they were always like that was my sunday i'd just sit there and read golden books i was probably like 15 like in church, I go, oh, that's something to read. Golden, I, there's a Bible. I could have read that and probably saved me, but no. Here is uh, the pokey little puppy. I'm gonna read this. Mm. Um, well, I, re- I remember we were getting uh, 
we we got them for our kids, you know, some of the golden books and there but I like going for the classics and stuff. But I remember we had like Mother Goose, uh little redhead and pokey little puppy, but then you end up going and buying the uh the hell is it? Disney uh you're smarter than me. What? Like all all the books together and like the big like Oh, on the bus? Yeah, like, yeah, it's not necessarily an omnibus because isn't that like one story? I guess it's an omnibus, right? Omnibus. Yeah. Sure. Um, An anthology? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Mm. Um, Anthology is multiple stories. Yes, it's an anthology. Thank you. Look at you and your your fancy college words. (laughs) Um,. But yeah, they uh, eventually get supplanted by licensed characters retelling those stories. Um, but still, like the, you know, the pokey little puppy has a special place in my heart. And you know, they'd get torn to pieces. But I feel like they're designed to. They're cannon fodder books. Yeah. Um, did you did did uh, Jeffrey buy you pokey little puppy? I don't think we had it, no. Really? Huh. Mm. It was a good book. Let me look it up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I came across one little thing, and I, I was going to blow off uh, Golden Books because I'm like, ah, I don't have... like. It was like when you start kindergarten or you know preschool and stuff, and you get some books, and those are the ones you have to read because, like, oh, the, your parents have to read to you. Like, the, oh, this the teacher is you. gives your parents homework. You're our pokey little puppy. I am pokey little puppy. <laughs> uh, but I was going to blow it off. And then I read some little thing. Uh, I'm reading. And the name like kind of stuck out to me. I'm like, that sounds familiar. And one of the illustrators in these books, and not in the pokey little puppy, because uh, I don't think he was alive yet when uh, that came out. But uh, someone, no, he was not alive when pokey little puppy was. Uh one of the animators happened to be uh, Jim McDermott for quite a number of little golden books. You mean um, what the fuck's his name? Uh, oh crap! Continue. Jim McDermott. Yes. Uh, he went on uh, to get a, a gig working for Columbia Pictures Television and Deke Entertainment. And from ni- and 1986, probably before that because he had to develop it, from 1986 to 91, he created the drawings, designs, backgrounds, and basically the artwork for one, the real, real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was going to say something to blow your – I'm like, you know what? I'm about to blow his fucking spot up. So that's why I was like, I held back. Like, pull back. I was about to say, the guy did real Ghostbusters. I'm like, he's probably going to get there. <laughs> yeah. You could have just done it. You didn't have to let me. Fucking... No. No. Did he you... also worked on heavy metal and shit. He did some fucking yeah. dirty shit. When I say Jim McDermott, do you know who I meant right away? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why, like, okay, so I'm not crazy. But yeah, I'm like reading, I'm like, Jim McDermott. I know that name. I probably only know it now because I've read like two books on the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, but I, ta- I, it's I, not like when we were kids, like oh, Jim McDermott, oh, yeah. a Jim McDermott productions coming on now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know jack yeah. shit. 
from. No. I only I read two books on the real Ghostbusters, and yeah. I know the name. But it's from doing this show that the name kind of stuck out to me. But um, yeah, there's no way I would have known that fucking 20 years ago. Or maybe I was just confused. I'm like, oh, it's Ian McDermott. And then you oh, know, the Hobbit. it turned out to be the wrong guy. Bilbo. Right? Ian McDermott's Bilbo? Uh, is he? Isn't he? Am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> Ian McDermott is not Bilbo. He is Palpatine. Ah, oh, there you go. Who's Thanks. Bil- who's Bilbo? Who played Bilbo in The Lord of the Rings? Ian Holm. Googling. Ian Holm. Oh, yes. I knew that, too. It's like, so if it would have been... Ian. Ian Holmes, then it would just pissed me off more. <laughs> Ian. Would have been. Um, but yeah, I I looked at it as a window to both bring up uh, real Ghostbusters and to talk about the little golden books because uh, I don't think we have on this show. No, mm, I don't we think so. We only go so far back. Like there's a, I feel like the the little plastic Sesame Street records or something is. Like we don't we don't go too deep into kitty toys. We'll dip our toes, but I mean, yeah. like, how much can we possibly talk about? I remember drooling on this thing. Right, right. It doesn't hold any. Uh, like, it's not. It's not uh, Proust's mandolins for us. It's no, it's not. It's uh, more, more like, more like violins. No, the madeline is a cookie. Proust's mandolins. I... When he bit into it, he remembered his childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I would say the the Ghostbusters Firehouse, for instance, that's more Bruce Smallin than uh, yeah. than the than the little Golden Books. But I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, All right. or like my my Bruce Smellin is like the Turtles uh, sore, and the Ghostbusters Firehouse. I got a number of Bruce Smellins. Uh Bruce the <laughs> Madeline. Proust? P R O U S T. Proust. Madeline, not melons. <laughs> it's a cookie squeezer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Proust. Proust. Back down. Proust. On the Monax pick. Or first pick. <laughs> Ah, uh, Disney Adventures. Now, I got my first ever... I never had a subscription. And you know how I feel, Squeezer, about Disney shit, right? Yes. So, yes. But the, Up, these... Appalled. These were almost um, offshoots of the Disney Afternoon. Uh, and it's based on a comic anthology... Anthology, there you go. Anthology huh. that was released in Italy. Uh, hold on, what the fuck was it called? 
This is not to be confused with Disney Magazine, the official magazine for Magic Kingdom Club Family Squeezer. Ugh, don't have that yet. <laughs> this is Disney Adventure, and you know what I'm talking about. It's about the size of a TV guide. Mm-hmm. And you got it in the... So we went uh, to House of Bargains. Um, it's now, I think, a cycling store, a Harley-Davidson store next to the Wawa or the um, Turkey Hill on Lehigh Street. Uh, yes. It was called... Yeah, yeah it's still like... Uh, I think it's more like... It's not like Harley's, but it's like the... It's somewhere in between a Harley and a crotch rocket store. Well, they were selling. Uh, they were. It was House of Bargains, and then it was. Um, uh, it was uh, a cycling, like bicycling store. And hold on, I'll tell you exactly what the fuck they sell there now to make sure. Uh, so there is cycle gear, motorcycle shop now. So it's just, yeah. Oh, maybe it maybe it always was a motorcycle shop. <laughs> huh. Cycle gear. So I thought I just thought cycle gear meant bicycle gear. But they sell like jackets and helmets and accoutrement for riding your motorcycle. Good stuff for motorbikes is the tagline. But that place used to be called House of Bargains Kid Store. And that was where we'd get my uniforms every year for Catholic school. Oh. And it was one year we went, and I remember we stopped at the Weiss down at the, the mall first because my mom needed to get something. And I never got Disney Adventure Magazine, Adventures Magazine, but Hulk Hogan was on the front issue headlocking a dinosaur. And I was like, oh. And I was like really <laughs> – my mom knew I was really bummed to be going back to school. I fucking hated clothing shopping. Squeezer. I fucking it was, hated it. It was painful, right? It was boring as fuck. Fuck, as boring Which, as it is. Now. But like it, it, it turned in like a phys- the boringness of it actually turned in like a physical revulsion. Yeah, it wasn't fun. So she allowed me, and like this is I this is how pretty much I I got into comics, and not from this magazine, but for every time like my parents would go somewhere I didn't want to go, they'd bribe me with a comic book. Like hmm. I, I talked before about X Men Adventures. I have a few issues in my office. I was I've shown Kale. Um. But like when we go on a long trip, I was they're like, oh, he's the only one he'll read. We'll buy him a comic book and he'll sit in the back and he'll stare at it for hours and be fine. So this Disney Adventures, I never had any interest in it. But when I saw Hulk Hogan on the cover, I have the issue here. It's pristine. August 1991. I probably got oh, it. Your original? No, 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 no. Oh. I, that thing was torn to pieces, Squeezer. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I have my original, my one original comic. Um for for X-Men Adventures, I have the original without the cover and then I have a rebot one with the cover. Uh, <laughs> so this was um there's the the uh, wonderful issue and it's how I got through uh back to school shopping and zip codes mail to adventures in our January issue volume 1 number 3 we asked if you blasted out to the stars aboard a space shuttle, what movie, album, and food would you take along with the ri- for the ride? We got tons of great letters, and thanks for everyone who wrote us. Here are some of will be sh- here are some uh, here's what some of you will be shuttling in outer space. Jason Clark, eight years old, back in '91, so he is how old now, Squeezer? 
1999. Uh, 39. 30 years ago. 31 years ago. So he's 39. He, yeah. he, he wrote. He's, he's my age. When's his birthday? It doesn't say. It just says eight, oh, just Herndon, Virginia. Eight. Okay. He, he's, he's my age. Jason wanted to take Gremlins 2. His album was Vanilla Ices to the Extreme. And the food was a cold ham sandwich and a pizza. Was this you? <laughs> Uh, well, you was August of 91. I don't know what album I would have taken. I probably would have taken something. Stupid. Oh, yeah. Can I wait? Wait. So, can I play this game? Sure. So, what What do I got to take? Uh, a movie, an album, uh-huh. and food with you. Okay. A movie, it says 1991. Hang on. Let me just double check. It's got to be. Oh, no. It was definitely before that. Uh, so, movie is Dennis the Menace Dinosaur Hunter, made for TV movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, album is Dire Straits Salt in the Swing, because that's the only one I knew of, because it's all my dad ever played. Uh, and what is it? A food? Yeah. I probably would have said pizza, because I loved pizza. Uh, Alaskan King Crab Legs. <laughs> Chris Matram, 13 of Perora, Illinois, who is now... 44 said field of dreams something from simon and garfunkel and dried mango Ugh. what the f- just i god i hope that cabin decompresses in space Ugh. uh Erica a arison 11 of fresno california said he'd take bill and ted's excellent adventure part two when it comes out mc hammers please hammer don't hurt him and a 10-foot subway sandwich good for you kid living a dream uh, here's one you'll like. Joey... He didn't specify what kind of sandwich, though. Joey Adamek, who doesn't have his name, from Ninica, Oklahoma, will take Home Alone, the Beach Boys' greatest hits, and food is fried clams. All right. Yeah, we can hang out. We can chill. Do you like your Boys. clams fried, or do you... Uh, I prefer them... No, it's because the problem with fried clams is... It's a lot less meat and a lot more fried, so you can't eat too many. You get like with steamed clams, you can eat a bushel yourself <laughs> and be fine. With you know fried clams, you can eat a bushel and you're gonna get a tummy ache. Mm. So you can only eat a couple dozen of fried clams. Uh, okay, so we'll move. On. I won't read all of these. We'll move on. Um, I want to talk had, more about fried clams. Though. They had a uh, a Andre Agassi rock and roll tennis greatest adventure sweepstakes. You could be a junior reporter, interview Andre Agassi, and be seen on nationally on television on the USA Network. Wait, that was ninety one. Mm-hmm. He was a thing back then. Y- yes, I don't. I know. didn't I realize it was that old. Tennis. So then here comes the interview with the incredible Hulkster. Think of sitting across from six foot seven, three hundred two pound Hulk Hogan, and you think of sitting across a tough, nasty monster of a wrestler, right? Wrong. Hulk is a wrestler only inside the ring. Outside, the WrestleMania superstar is big to be sure, but he's also pretty friendly and soft-spoken. So I guess he caught up with them on the set of Suburban Commando. Ah. And I mean, he breaks kayfabe in this pretty hardcore. And I probably didn't read much of it. I probably went right to the comic books and just like stared at the picture of it. For 91? Yeah, he said, are you scared when you fight? He said, what I do is called wrestling and sports entertainment. It's a controlled situation. We're not trying to hurt each other. We're out there to entertain. So getting scared isn't really what happens to me. I get nervous and have butterflies. 
Wow, that's those are big words for ninety-one. Yeah, it's breaking kayfabe, pal. God damn. Goddamn, pal. Goddamn, Hulkster. I saw your interview in Disney Adventures, whatever the fuck that is. Ah, you should have sold it better, Hulk. You know Vince probably had a subscription. Mm, yeah, yeah. Vince didn't even know what fucking Disney was. <laughs> no. Um, He said, who's the biggest person you ever fought? The biggest guy was Andre the Giant, who is 7 feet 4 inches and weighs 480 pounds. But the guy I want to fight again, the ultimate warrior, is the only guy who's ever beaten me. So I'm really upset about that. Um, what do you eat for breakfast? My normal healthy breakfast is 12 egg whites and chopped up onions and mushrooms and dry whole wheat toast and some fruit. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, God. Dried? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can do, I can do whole wheat toast, but you have to put like a slab of butter on, like. 12 egg whites? That's a lot. That's, it's a, it's a dozen eggs. Yeah. Wait, that's, that's, hang on, let me do the math. 700. 800. That's 840 calories right there in just the eggs. Mm-hmm. Or um, egg whites. So I guess he's undoing the yolk. But fucking, yeah. come on, Hulkster, just do the yolk. So he asked if he had a nickname as a kid. He said, yeah, the big train. Like the old baseball player from the early 1900s. I weighed 200 pounds when I was 11 years old in Little League Baseball. I could throw the ball so fast that all the parents protested that they wanted me out because they were afraid I would hurt their other kids pitching. Uh, Why do you like kids so much? (laughs) You can see the truth in their eyes, and they have an easy time understanding the truth. If they understand the truth, they'll speak the truth. Because kids have parents and parents have money. Mm-hmm. What kind of car do you have? I have a four-wheel drive truck and a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Boom. Uh, and that's it. And then um, Mayam Bialik, the current host of Jeopardy, is in the here now. Wait, seriously? Yeah, she hosts Blossom. She hosts Jeopardy now. Oh. You didn't know that? No, no, no. I knew that. I just... 91 seems so long ago for people to be doing things now. Oh, yeah. She's Blossom, though, in the show. The show Blossom was out. Yeah. So she's talking about Blossom. I don't read anything in this, because who cares? Um, Ticket. Oh, wow. Wait, wait. So Blossom started in 91? It was it was happening in 91, summer of 91, yes. Wow, yeah, I see. I didn't think Blossom started that early. That was my thing. Because hmm. we watched it in no, syndication. I have no spatial sense of time. It's official. Home Alone Day is August 22nd. Mark your calendars. The movie that made you think twice about sleeping by yourself in the attic will be out on video on that day. So start practicing your Macaulay Culkin scream now. Summertime is vacation time, right? Well, for all those who who aren't going away on vacation this year, okay, even for those of you who are, why not take a trip right in your own living room with the Chevy Chase vacation movies available on video cassette? First, though, match them up to see which film was about what. Number one, Squeezer, I'll give you the, the, the quiz here. The Griswold family visits Wally World Amusement Park and finds that the place is under renovation. The vacation is totally ruined. Oh, National Lampoon's Vacation. 
Uh, yes. After winning a free trip on a game show, the Griswold family begins a long trip that winds up with them becoming caught up in an international espionage, which ruins their vacation. National Lampoon's European vacation. The Griswold's family learns their lesson and stays put at home for a vacation. Uh... Christmas vacation? Yes. Here's a sneak peek of a couple movies that will come out later this year. First, there's Newsies, a musical set in 1899 about... Never seen it. Sorry. (laughs) That that wasn't me. That was just a guttural noise that came out when I heard Newsies. And then a musical animated film, Ferngully, The Last Rainforest, is being made right now and should be in film theaters by Christmas. Another Christian, Christian Slater from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, provides the voices of one of the movies. Um, Then there's uh, a Chippendales Rescue Ranger comic, Meaner Than a Junkyard Cat. Junkyard Cat, that's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, then there's Coming in August to the Disney Channel. A treasure lost in the sands of the desert. Our band of intrepid adventurers... An evil wizard of immense powers. Disney Movie Tunes presents DuckTales, the movie. Treasure of the Lost Lamp. World television premiere. Got more comic. Chippendales comic squeezer. Always always fun. It probably had me interested. Then an ad for Chippendale fudge bars. That look like our ice cream bars, but Chippendale. Ah. I don't remember them. Yeah. Fudge bars. Then a story about a lion hunt in Africa. Then 12-year-old Naomi Ruza shows kids how to see under the sea. Um, then a uh, uh, ad for a Panini uh, Tailspin collectible sticker album. Wait, Panini's? Yeah, Panini is that, you know, the night with the long jousting lance. The Italian... Oh. Yeah, those are little packs of stickers you get in the paper packs. No, no, I got them. you. Yeah, you I said Panini. Yours. I was thinking something else. Then a Roger Rabbit comic book. Roger Rabbit and When Dino Tunes Ruled the Earth. Uh, this looks pretty good. Definitely worth a reread later on. Uh, then there's a, a subscription card for you. Know, what would it cost for twelve issues? You think, Squeezer? For the twelve, let me think. Twenty four ninety nine. Seventeen ninety five. Oh, it's not bad. Although I guess that's close to thirty five bucks now. Yeah, which isn't bad still. That's still yeah. Then uh, uh, uh we didn't, but we did not subscribe to things in our household. No, that was no, we didn't either. Like the big conspiracy. Yep. Then, They're out uh, to get you. Kabuki Quantum Fighter from HAL Labs uh, for Nintendo Entertainment System. An ad for that. And for Yummy Yummy M&M's Chocolate Candies. Then Big Adventures Hunt for Dinosaurs. The bones are buried under shifting sands of the Gobi Desert, under sheets of ice at the South Pole, and maybe under the turnip field by your house. This is about talking about paleontologists hunting dinosaurs two years prior to Jurassic Park coming out. Hmm. Um, then there's a couple, uh, freaky facts. Dinosaur tells, it has, um, three, three addresses for dinosaur museums. 
Um, weird science. Ooh, where it are seems, they at? Okay, Dinosaur National Monument, uh, P.O. Box 128, Jensen, Utah. Museum oh, yeah. of the Rockies, Montana State University, Bozeman, Montana. And Carnegie Museum of Natural History, 4400 Forbes Avenue, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Right? Oh, that's not far. I can go to Pittsburgh. It seems scientists will do anything to get the poop on dinosaurs. Paleontologist Karen Chin studies coprolites, dinosaur chips, to find out how big animals fed. She says she's not sure yet exactly what they ate, but she knows that they ate a lot of it. Some of the fossilized droppings are more than a foot wide. Um, New Kids on the Block, No More Games, premieres Monday, August 19th on Disney Channel. And then a dinosaur comic. Persistence of memory. Uh, so there's three comics stories in this Disney adventure. That's probably why I liked it. Oh, hmm. U.S. Space Academy and Delta Airlines presents the Rocketeer Trivia Contest, Squeezer. Oh. <laughs> Here's the entry form. Check one. Can the Rocketeer fly? Yes or no? Is, uh, with his rocket pack or no, as just, a human being? Can the Rocketeer fly? Yes or no? I mean, the Rocketeer cannot f- fly, but is the, the Rocketeer a villain, is... blank, or a hero, blank? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Is the Rocketeer human? Yes, no. Uh the Rocketeer is human. Is the Rocketeer a man or a woman? Uh the Rocketeer is a man. That. Wait, wait, wait! Shit! No, it's a woman. Yeah, they got re. Uh... Gender swapped, right? Uh, I'm. I mean, it's a sequel, like so. It could be someone else. Grand prize. Not the same. It the same person doesn't have to play the same character over and over again. Grand... It's not like Indiana Jones. Grand Jeez. prize winner. Space camp adventure includes an expenses paid trip to space camp on Delta Airlines. For five first prize winners, one year subscription to Disney Adventure magazines, and ten second prize winners: Disney Comics Rocketeer graphic novels and a Rocketeer pin. See, this is why all contests are bullshit, because you would think after all these years, every grand prize is a trip to space camp. At some point, I had to have gone because did you ever every enter? contest, you won a trip to space camp. I never entered any contest. More, so. uh, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> you and I are probably the only two to never go because our parents w- wouldn't let us join the contest. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Sp- Blurge for the fucking 19 cent stamp. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Then or put me on double dare. They're talking about uh, carnivorous plants. Then there's... Um, ah. A sneeze can travel more than 100 miles per hour. That's almost as twice as fast as the average speed on an American highway. Um, then there's an ad for Marvel cards. And then there's cyber games. Here's some of the hottest action electronic games. Uh, this this brought me a Proust Mandolin moment because the second game I completely forgot about and we played it all the time. First one was Action Video Monopoly for the NES. Hmm. Second one was James Pond, Underwater Agent. I completely forgot about this game for Sega Genesis. My friend Matt had it. It was fun. Another James Pond. Uh, oh, we're on our fourth comic. Uh, a Tailspin comic this time. So this is a... Hmm. You get some bang for your buck up this Disney Adventure magazine squeezer. Then more with Andre the fucking Agassi. Who the fuck cares? 
Um, NFL. Oh, then there's the case. You know, their publicists paid to get him in that magazine. Yeah. Then there's a, a scary story. The Case Busters and the Haunted Inn Part 2. So there's like a little story at the end, too. This is a fully uh-huh. packed... Uh... Then there's Disney Adventures and Pro Set Superstars Music Cards presents the first annual music survey. Uh, so it was a survey to fill out uh, about your favorite music. Um, is every other page something you have to do and send to them? Yeah. Then an ad wow. for the Pro Superstars cards. Ooh, and then I, I learned from Bruce that then they have their your return address. Yes. Uh, a a in the swim crossword puzzle, a lace maze, a what's wrong? Can you find ten mistakes in this beach scene? A, oh, I love those. A sunny days. Open up your pen and let some sunshine in. Each clue is for a word or phrase that contains a little sun. For example, ice cream treat might be Sunday, or heat blistered might be sunburn. Oh, those are two good ones, and they used them already. Uh, Southwestern states. New Mexico. <laughs> nope. Ari- Arizona. No, it has starts with sun. Oh, sun belt. Sun Wait, belt. No, that's. What? You might be right. Oh. Hold on, I'll tell you. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah, sun belt. Yeah. Oh, look at me. Dust collecting ray. Uh, I should invent that. That's actually not a bad idea. I think they mean sunbeam. Oh! Gotcha. Oh, it's all sun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I got this now. Uh, Mickey Mouse Club ad for Disney Channel. Answers for all the uh, the doodads earlier. And the Great Captain Crunch, uh, Great Captain Crunch <laughs> caper. They're at the Crunch Bowl. It's the Crunch Games, and if you could find the Crunch Berries in their bush, the peanut butter crunches bird eggs and Guppy. I'll send you a surprise. Just color them in and send this page to Captain Crunch at the Guppy. And the at the Guppy P.O. Box eight two three zero A Clinton Iowa, and send along your address and age so the captain can track you down. <laughs> uh, and then they talk about what's in next month's issue of Disney Adventures. Uh, and then there's an ad for Capcom's Mickey's Dangerous Chase for Game Boy and Who Framed Roger Rabbit oh, for Game Boy. And then the final back cover is a Starburst ad. That's the that's the August 91 issue of Disney Adventures magazine. I'd be interested in go through just seeing what you would spend on stamps if you spent if you sent every single thing back in then, that magazine. Still probably under a dollar. Uh, fair enough. Here's your second pick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, that's my second pick. Here's your ah! second pick. Yeah, my quick Dude, it's not your clothes you need to change, it's your pen- Yikes! Yikes are the only pencils as unique as you. Yikes are pencils and erasers with outrageous shapes and colors that go straight to the core. 
because you can't look sharp with dull pencils. Sorry, Dad. Dykes can't work miracles. They write like other pencils, but they make you go, yikes! Yikes! I don't think... Yikes! I, I never had Yikes pencils, but I'm not 100% sure if we're even allowed to have them at Catholic school. Might stimulate Oh, that's us true. They are the work of Satan. Yeah. Um, also, you're not really missing out if you are a fan of uh, precise writing instruments. Look, they were super cool to look at. They were colorful. They had some fun textures. The erasers were cool. Functionality-wise... They suck terribly because uh, it, it was completely 100% uh, form over function. Yeah. And it's because, one, they weren't made of wood. They were made of basically particle board. They were compressed wood. That's why if you look, if you remember, yikes, it was kind of almost felt spongy and very flexy. And they would break very easily. Mm. The lead would smudge basically instantly um, and was very soft. And the erasers originally were rubber, but uh, were eventually replaced with like, uh, was it like a neoprene or what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. They replaced the erasers with, with another rubber that basically just smudged it. So as a writing implement, like, I would never use it. Like, I would have, like, my either my, my pencil box or my little pencil pouch with the little hole punches in it that you can then put it in your trap paper. Um, but, like, in that, I would have at least one legit yellow number two solid oak pencil with lead that bullets would die to have in. And not this soft, cool thing. Hmm. I need something I can chew. And you don't want to chew a Yikes pencil. It, it's not going not gonna to get you. Not going to get you far. The idea came about. Um, so. Barrel US. Barrel? Uh, it's a like pencil kind of company. Like, but they had like their, their products guy who. Saw like, oh, kids like to decorate their pencils. And so they went a step further and developed all these crazy patterns and designs. And then it kind of built on from that, getting crazier and crazier. Eventually, like, they became a hit. So they released a commercial. Uh, I, there's from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Yikes! Television spot touts cool writing tool. Ugh. God. Uh, but there's a whole write-up over these commercials that were running, and this was in 91? I want to say... 90... Oh, 94. No, not 94. No, don't, don't mind me. Um, but, yeah... They they had a big window, mid-90s, and it was, like, you heard the commercial. Like, it, it is a very 90s thing. First of all, they're selling us pencils. Uh, not very good pencils, but they are crazy. They're wild. They're wacky. They're, they're, they're everyone's Inflatable taking... Inflatable tube men. This... Yes. <laughs> wacky, wavy arm guy. Uh, 
like all of a sudden everyone decided to take uh the Sega of America approach and uh had to go crazy. And the Poochie they went approach. Full Sonic with our pencils. And Poochie. And Poochie. Uh but I had them. Uh not early on, but uh I think Mom and Dad were doing pretty well by the mid nineties. We were alright. So I I think I was like allowed to get like some yikes eventually, and then I learned that I didn't like writing with them because I am like that. I'm one of those weirdos where I like to like very tactile individual. You know I me. Mean? I still don't like that they got rid of my uh, white pen tube with the black cap and you know went to like the full gray. Uh, the Bic pens, I hate that. And you can give me like one of those fancy hand carved like thousand dollar pens, and I just want my basic ass black Bic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a minimalist, despite the fact that I like yikes as well. I was trying to be cool. Um. Well, shit. Is that uh? Oh crap. You can oh no! no All no, this no, no, gold no, no. is gone. No, no, I just went to sleep. My one that plays this, the clips, so I had to wake it back up. Oh, all right. Wake up. Now we can all continue right. to my next pick. <laughs> I made an extra sloppy for you. <laughs> I know how you kids like them sloppy. <laughs> Lady, you're scaring us. <laughs> uh, so I was talking about some of our your favorite school lunches, Squeezer. Like the, the oh, hot, hot I lunch. see why you picked this topic. You call the hot lunch back then, Squeezer, right? Yeah. This is what we call in the business teeing up your own bit. Yeah, well, obviously I'm going to do Lunch Lady <laughs> at some point in the show, and I figured... I don't even do it here, but maybe oh, no, I'm probably going to do it. Wow. She's, she's oh, probably gonna... like Stewie holding the punch back. Yeah, she's... <laughs> I'm probably going to be here. But I figured we'd talk about some of our favorite hot lunches. Okay. We didn't do... I didn't get the hot lunch often at St. Francis Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't... I don't know. My parents did were you, cheap. Did you... Were you packing or... Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. Oh, okay. But like so, like at the beginning of the day, if you'd get hot lunch, they'd have like tickets, like ripped off, and a white ticket got white milk, a blue ticket got chocolate milk, and an orange ticket got orange drink. Oh wow! They 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 were like organized in advance. Yeah, well, there was only like eighteen kids in each class at St. Francis, and you still had to go th- like we just like you got your lunch ticket and you got to pick your chocolate milk or. Oh no no they had only they wouldn't drink at they, the end. They only had enough money to buy exactly what you ordered. <laughs> oh. Oh okay, I see. Yeah, so you got you got the so the way St. Francis where you got the hot lunch calendar every month and then you order like what you want at hot lunch that month and then you'd pay and then you'd get your ticket. And I rare I never rare I rarely got hot lunch. Oh, so like your parents had to do this in advance. Yeah, yep. You couldn't oh, just wow. go that day and get it. I don't remember. I think, like, if if I recall, elementary school, like, you had to buy for the week. 
like up until like through fourth grade, I remember like you would you could buy like a lunch ticket for the week. Uh, and then come middle school, then you can buy the lunch ticket if you want, or you can pay cash. Um, yeah, middle school, you yeah, you paid cash. I, when I got the when I got kicked out of Catholic school in seventh grade, uh, then came middle school squeezer. Uh, I went to real a real school, Troxel, ah. and there you would be able to buy. And there mm-hmm. were some things I liked. Um, like I got pizza occasionally because they'd have Pizza Hut pizza. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, you fancy Parkland kids. Um, and then like when I got to high school, they had Valley Pizza down the street, like which is even better. Wait, really? Yep. You guys, suck. you know Valley Pizza? It's called the Red Tomato now on three hundred nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I loved Valley Pizza. Yeah, they had so every Friday was Valley Pizza at Parkland. When uh, uh, my brother and sister in law lived. Uh, Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's Jim, Jim. Yeah, they weren't far. They weren't far from right. the one. Yeah, and uh, we would get really, 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 Stoned really blasted. Valley Pizza. That's what everyone did. Yeah, <laughs> Valley Pizza. Yeah. So Fridays yeah. at Parkland was Valley Pizza. So Parkland, when I got to the high school squeezer, it was like a dream. Um, oh, I could imagine. The food was like so. There was like crazy dippers, which were bread sticks with either meat or meatless sauce. But then they just had buckets of ranch. That's where I first learned dipping in ranch. <laughs> um, like salad bar and everything. Uh, I always got the toasted cheese sandwiches with tomato soup. Like I loved, mm. I loved Parkland Hall. And then like my senior year, with the, I was at the new building, the Millennium Falcon School. Yeah. If you Google Millennium Falcon School, that's my that was where my senior year was, my high school. Uh, and they had like a full on food court, so I'd get like a. A pizza stick, which is like a hot pocket, but it was like a long, like a long stick. It was probably like six or seven inches, but it was thinner Ooh, than the hot fancy. pocket. And I'd get like a soft pretzel and a cheese cup and a snapple. <laughs> it was a delicious, nutritious lunch. Yeah, I my entire every day through high school, all I ever ate was a soft pretzel, a bowl of potato soup, and a lemonade. And carbs you on carbs, know why on carbs. The way I did. Yeah. Uh. Did you guys eventually, this wasn't, I want to say it was high school they debuted. I mean, they did for us, but when they, did they go with the chalupas at all? Mm, we never had chalupas, but Taco so it, it, was it, But good. it's not a real chalupa. It was like a, like a, a oval taco shell with just a little sausage and cheese sprinkled in and like baked dry. No, we never had that. Uh, but our, it was actually really good. Our, ours was pretty good, from what I remember. I was, I, we had, there was like a taco day. Our, our Valley Pizza Friday was always my favorite. I think that went away. They made their own pizza when I went because Valley Pizza was right down the street from the Orfield where where I went to tenth and eleventh grade. Mm-hmm. Uh but Pizza Hut at Troxel was always really fun. That's pretty badass. Yeah, Hoagie Day was still awesome. You get Martin's potato chips. Oh, I remember Hoagie Day. That's where uh. I debuted, Squeezer, when you brought up Hoagie <laughs> Day. Ah, oh, I always loved when you'd bite into my soggy tuna sub. Oh. Well, I figured I'd make a, a come by. You were talking about back to school. Back to school <laughs> was my favorite day of the year. I'd go all summer longing for you, Squeezer. You'd be gone, and I'd make trays of food and just toss them in the garbage. Or, you know, if I knew it'd keep for a couple months, I'd just put it in the refrigerator for you later when you got there. 
Ah, God, those long, long, hot summers where I'd sweat would glisten over my body, and I would just dream that you would be there to just dry me off with a big towel as you ate a whole tray of my Rice Krispie squares. <laughs> well, look, the Rice Krispie chairs are Rice Krispie chairs uh, were one thing. It was the when they would do the uh, peanut butter treats. Like now, like oh my gosh, you can't have peanut butter in school. But actually, oh, yeah. My, yeah, we actually had actually allowed we, to now. Oh, uh, we had peanut butter. It was like peanut butter and frosted flakes or corn flakes and a ball. Oh no, ours were just solid peanut butter. They were like peanut butter, uh, like peanut butter fudge with then chocolate fudge icing on top, just bars. They were to die for. We had trays of tandy cakes too. Which were uh, like what the f- fuck? Yeah, you go to school in the turkey farm and you get tandy cakes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's tandy cakes is is uh, a colloquial colloquial term colloquial colloquial colloquial. I can't say it. <laughs> term for uh, homemade candy cakes, which are tasty cakes. Cho- uh, it's a, a golden cake with peanut butter and then covered in chocolate. So the tandy cakes was like a yellow cake. With a layer of peanut butter on it, and then a, a big thick layer of chocolate icing. Mm-hmm. So you get a slice of tandy cake. Come on, like Parkland Middle Orfield was practically in Germansville squeezer. Think about it. <laughs> like it's not too far. Like Trucker lives probably closer to there than he does fucking Northern Lehigh. That's true. Yeah, yeah there it's a it's a very fine line. Like, uh, it, it, and there's. Very- there's the, it's a very slippery slope to hillbilly land up there. A giant turkey farm right in its backyard. Yeah. I love because the football field's still there. It's now a middle school. I love when we do games there. It's my fucking favorite. Oh, yeah. I shoot the turkey farm all the time. Yeah, I'm like, a, oh, and it's great when it gets close. Like, if you do a game there in September and you shoot and you can actually see all the turkeys in there. And then if you do a game there in, like, early November yeah, and no all the bays are empty, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh. The slaughtering. Yeah. Um, that Burger King, I think, opened my, uh, I don't know. I didn't open till like, I was almost out of there. So uh, there's, a, there's like a Burger King right there. Jakey Poo worked at that Burger King. Right. That's how it's see, amazing it's still there. That's how close it is to Hillbilly Land. See? Yeah. Like, that's like, and then Shankweiler's drive in is right up the street. That's where we go all the time. And uh, Park Mark was right across the street. That's where all the kids went and bought and smoked cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they knew. It's like, hey, there's going to be a school across the street, huh? Yeah. All right, let's sell them smokes. <laughs> but then the, the Millennium Falcon School's down the road, and it's for, for some, for just like a mile down the road, it's, a, it's surrounded by nothing. It really is in the middle of nowhere. It's only a matter of time, though. That's it's it's in the middle of nowhere, but you can. Oh, Ted Brothers, the Ted Brothers. Hi. What's up, boys? Just dropping in to say hi before hitting the sack. I'll catch the episode tomorrow at work. Y'all keep chilling. Check out Jurassic Park Compound. This man is like the Leonardo da Vinci. He's like all four turtles who are painters combined into one. As how he turns Jurassic Park figures into and dinosaurs into art he's such a talented sweet sweet boy i actually saw there's a uh, i went to the model shop that we were speaking about a couple oh, okay shows ago 
Uh, I popped it. I needed because I ordered a uh, airbrush and I can't find the damn thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna buy a new one. I'm gonna go local. I'm just gonna run up to this place. I've been meaning to get in there for a long time. The one off 33. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I had a fucking panic attack. Why? Because it's so big. It's big. But remember how you felt when you walked down the underwear aisle at a Salvation Army? Yeah. That's what I kind of had going on with me. Why? Like, it was... It Imagine it run by some old guy that does everything with a pencil and a book. Mm. And it's total chaos. It's uh, the aisle. It's t- com- Aisles are like, you have to like shimmy down some of them. Yeah, and yeah I've been in like, there, yeah. You were in there? Yeah. And you didn't have a panic attack? No, because there was no fucking underwear there. Oh, <laughs> that's my kind. Co- uh, listen, I, I've been. I go to Encounter Squeezer. I know that I don't. Uh, I pre- don't prefer it. I prefer Dominic and Comic Masters. No, but. I go in there too. That doesn't bother me nearly. I, something about this was. En- Encounter looks. It's a shithole. <laughs> maybe it's the yeah. Maybe it's the lighting. Maybe I it's don't just because it's too close to Easton. It might. It might just be that. Yeah. Um, Closer to the river, but yeah, there were some some dinosaur models. Maybe it's just all the trains were creeping me out. Uh, but yes. there were some dinosaur models, and I was like, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, eh, but it was really fucking expensive. I'm like, ah, Ted does fucking better work anyway than yeah, paint repainting toys. So uh, anyway, the high school it is right down the street from Primo now. So and a Target with with a Pizza Hut Express in it. So. <laughs> Why would you go to that Bellagio pizza place when you could get a personal pan pizza from Target, right? I know, right? And yeah. then you go and you you get a sugary sweet drink over at uh, the Starbucks. Yeah, you don't even have to yeah, read a book. You don't have to leave. You could just and then you go back to the the bedding and you go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's Macy's, but that'd be ideal if they had that. Um, uh, they have they have little what, they have cribs set up now. But at St. Francis, I think their pierogies were the only thing I always liked, and the chicken, the chicken nuggets and pierogies. If that was like a combination, I'd, I'd get. I was like, like the things my parents knew I would definitely eat, and like that's when I was allowed to get hot mm. lunch at school. Squeezer, your next pick. We're taking a detour here. Milk is sure helping me get stronger. Back when I started high school, guys pushed me around just because I was smaller. But I was working out, drinking milk, developing my muscles. By senior year, milk had made a difference. Pardon me, guys. I love this part. Pardon me, guys. So as you can see, it pays to be big on milk. Milk. It does a body good. I'm all jack now. Nice. That was a sick audible. <laughs> uh, so stay, staying with on theme here. So, uh, uh, casually and unobtrusively not changing things up to make it work better. So, like you were saying with your milk, you, you had to like buy in advance, mm-hmm. you're saying, because they only had so much. But we, we got to pick ours, and growing up, you had your little milk card. And it was clear as day. Like ours, it was uh, blue was like 2%. Green was 1%. If you saw the red, you're like, oh, shit, whole milk. I went for that. It was like drinking creamer. Uh, brown was chocolate milk. 
and then the orange was the orange drink, if you could. And it was all in, in nice labeled cardboard boxes, which apparently wasn't you know, I think, nice. For- I'm remembering now, I think later at St. Francis, we were allowed to buy drinks separately for like a quarter. And they did have the oh. different versions and they had like iced tea too. Oh, you guys got ice. Oh, we never yeah. had ice. Oh, we had. It ice- wasn't until high school that you could get iced tea. Yeah, we had iced tea. Yeah. Uh, do you remember who who where you got it from? I think it was Lehigh Valley. Okay, we were. I think we were at Clover Farms. Oh, they make icy tea, the best iced tea. That's in red. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, that's right. Yes, because in high school we did have icy tea. Oh man, that's awesome. Icy tea yeah, was my refer- fucking favorite. Yeah, it was good. It's we were at. Uh, I forgot to tell the story. So, uh, Enchantress took me to the Hamburg, Pennsylvania Hamburger Festival on Saturday. What? Yeah. If you God, thought I'm so jealous. If you thought Allentown Fair was good people watching. <laughs> oh, believe me, we used to go to Leesport down in the flea market all the time. My God. That's where they have a shed full of deep fryers where they will deep fry any vegetable you can think of. So, uh, a lot of the vendors there were, of course, selling ICT because it's it's like they worship bread. And I saw Adam there, but he was busy entertaining fans. And I when I, I, I was like, "Hey, Adam!" He's <laughs> you like, didn't want to get sucked down that rabbit well, I was hole. like, "I was like, hey, Adam!" He's like, "Oh, whoa!" <laughs> but I was I figured there. But we didn't stay long, and I don't like really cheeseburgers, bar burgers. Really, I'm not a burger person. No, yeah. So, I, don't I know. know I've I've sat and watched you eat and not finish them and. Look at them, and then look at you judging me. Looking at you. When did I ever get a burger on you? Just I'm thinking of just food and meat in general. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Like I like. Yeah. I mean, I I'll eat them, but I'm not. A, I'm not like. Oh, I've. You'll get it. Yeah. I want cheese. Like I'd rather have a hot dog than a cheeseburger. For for being honest. Hmm. It depends where I am, and uh, and what they say. Like I I I read the room. You know. I'm your Randy, aren't I? <laughs> well, I kept to much to Enchantress's uh, amusement, <laughs> I'm did, sure. I would not shut up about going, I want four burgers, store bought. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about iced tea. It's, you, well, did you have milk. four cases of frozen burgers in the freezer? <laughs> there was four <laughs> cases of burger meat, Barb. That was my personal burgers. <laughs> Randy, those uh, are the Parks burgers. Those are my burgers, Barb. Uh, um, but milk, milk does a body good. And uh, it was delicious until my school fucked up big time. Did they serve milk I- instead? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have drank that if it came in cardboard. So... I don't know. I'm kind of weird. Like, I will not, like, I have to use, like, I, I wonder if it was, like, the so, the the cleaning process that did it for me. Because I had this discussion earlier with uh, someone today about, like, my dish detergent at home. Like, I have to use, like, the free and clear, like, no scent soap. Mm-hmm. And like I said on the show before, it has nothing to do with, like, I don't want chemicals. I want all natural. It could be the most caustic shit in the world. I don't care. I just don't want to smell that soapy smell the next time I drink my coffee. It grosses me out. 
Like, it makes me sick. I can't take that fucking... Yeah, I'd rather... If I was a penguin in an oil spill, kill me before you wash me with Dawn. <laughs> um, but what happened was... It was in middle school where they switched from the cardboard containers to the recyclable bottles. Did you guys do that at all? Nope. Were you cardboard containers? Always, all through high school. Yeah. Well, we had Snapple and like sodas and shit. And, well, sure, but yeah. like as far as milk went, if you got a milk, you got it in a cardboard box. Yep. Oh, you lucky bastards. So I don't know if this was like a government program or something. Where, what like, was they it? Made was it... it Clover Farms or Clover Hill? Yeah, so it might have been through yeah, them. Yeah, they just switched to plastic bottles. They would, they would, they give you the bottles and they take them back. They'd wash them and refill them. Oh, really? Ah, oh, yes, ugh, yes. No. Because these weren't like these weren't like milk jugs. These weren't like cheap plastic containers. These were these were fucking rock hard like Nalgene. Basically, imagine a little Nalgene bottle but full of milk, and it had a dispose. The cap had like the little tear off. And pop cap like you would have with, you know, your other disposable, you know, plastic cap. But the idea was, oh, we're helping the earth. No, we're cutting costs for a local farm. Um, and, and instantly, I lost all taste. That was like the last time I could not drink milk out of those bottles. It tasted so gross. Like the, the the cardboard, maybe it was even like the infusing infusing of the paper that made it delicious. But and I will to this day, if like the opportunity arises to drink car- milk out of a, a small paper carton, oh, I'm gonna take that. Now priority goes to the diner that has the big milk machine with the heavy lever that yeah, releases well, the milk, ha- and you get it all nice and bubbly. They had those in the Kutztown cafeteria too, right? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, it was I went, supposed to be for cereal, but I right. would just fill up my glasses left and right. They had them at my summer camp that uh, I worked at too. Oh, that made my day. Get nice, cold, frothy glass of milk. If my milk doesn't come in, but and nothing pisses me off more than I go to a diner thinking I'm getting bubbly milk out of a milk dispenser machine, which I know is just a bag in a metal box. But it's so I, cold, it's almost frozen. But it's so cold, it's almost frozen, and it's got bubbles. And then I look over and I see him just pouring it out of a jug. I'm like, you monster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so jealous. I assumed that you going to fancy school, you would have had the magic. No, uh, no, it's too much. Future Parkland. bottles. How many kids were in your graduating class? Uh, 210. <laughs> I had 1,400. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, come on. There, there, there are that many kids in my entire high school. Right, you can't do class. that fucking shit at Parkland. There's too no, many. Think we were, we were probably a good. We were probably their test run. Well, logistically, it would not work. Think about it. Because you got to ship them all back. Right, and what? Because you... they, they had them, and that, that's they had the milk crates. Like you would, they, as you went through the line at the end of the line, you take your milk out of the crate. Well, as a crate empty, they take it over to where you drop your trays and put the empty crate there, and you put your bottle back. Yeah, that's too much for that many kids. And, and that, and that's where the the janitor, who literally was groundskeeper Willie, said, "Ah, who put the monkey in the milk?" Because we had a little plastic monkey, and we stuffed the bottle full of cheese 
and the monkey in it, and he found it, and he got mad at us. Was he German? No. I don't know what he was, but he said, Ah, who put the monkey in the milk? Like that? Yeah. Hmm. It's probably, it's probably like just a PA Dutch guy, but when I was like, you know, 10, I didn't know the difference. Hmm. That's just what Grammy sounds like. Well, Call me heva hava. Yeah, you you can't you couldn't do that at uh, Parkland. There's just too many goddamn kids squeezing. I get it. Yeah. All right. Here is my next pick. We need a man in the White House who knows the difference between a fork ball and a screwball. We need a man in the White House who can hit five home runs in a five-game playoff series and who isn't Reggie Jackson. We need a man in the White House who knows an ERA is more than just an amendment. We need a man in the White House with his own candy bar. And who isn't Reggie Jackson? We need a man in the White House who'll remember to take his spikes off before entering the White House. That man is Ken Griffey Jr. Paid for by Nike. Ah, we're talking (laughs) seventh grade. I get the boot from Catholic school. And in the winter break, squeezer, in the Christmas break, I go from St. Francis to Troxel Middle School. So January '95, I'm at a new school, and I, oh, it was over Christmas that that happened. Well, it was before that, but they agreed to let me stay till Christmas break, and that's when I was going to make my switch. Was, oh, do you think that was the happiest Christmas those nuns had ever had? <laughs> Probably. He's gone. He's yeah. It would have been another year and a half with me if I stayed there till the end. And man, I would have uh, went to Central Catholic then. Oh my God. And at that point, they still were going. Ah, uh, no, no. Knowing my friends that I had there, you would have fit in just fine. I had a bunch of friends there too, but they all, like, I stopped hanging out with them because they all got in the, they all got in the fucked up shit. Like, like I like weed squeezer, but you know. Yeah, that's that was that's a dark way, dark path to go down. Yeah. So, um, I'm at uh, when you're at Catholic school, you wear fucking a uniform, and you. You know, of course, my dad got us um, the Reebok pumps when they came out in 1990, and but that was like the only fancy pair. I had fucking LA lights and LA gear regulators, like those are my only sneakers. Like I didn't have fucking any goddamn fancy fucking sneakers. And I go to Parkland, and I'm like, oh, I wanted my first pair of Nikes. I never owned a pair of Nikes in my life. So my mom took me to the Whitehall Mall, uh, and this this is back to school. This was. This was probably like spring of 95 squeezer when baseball season was starting. Um, and the hottest shoe was the uh, Air Nike Air Diamond Fury squeezer. It was Ken Griffey Jr. shoe. Ken Griffey Jr. was the fucking man. Uh, uh, and so we went to uh, the... Footlock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember these. I had the white ones, not the teal Mariner color ones. So we went to, uh, and I, this was when my growth spurt started, and then I had my seizure. <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on. I'm not you? laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I had my seizure. I figured this out. It was either before or after. Um,. I had to have had my seizure 
I don't know. It had to be that April, I think. I figured this out the other day. And uh, so I, it was, I had migraines and I had a growth spurt and I had a seizure. So before that, this was like February. My mom took me to get new sneakers and I got these Air Griffies. Uh, and it was my first time I ever had Nikes. And so these were... It says Ken Griffey Jr. was given his first signature shoe, the Nike Air Griffey Max 1 for the 1996 season. But the year prior came one of his greatest moments in his career. During the 95 season, Ken Griffey Jr. and several other premier Nike athletes wore the Nike Air Diamond Furies in the big leagues. But Griffey was given a special colorware, a Mariner Emerald, complete with his number stitched in the side and unmistakable junior label on the tongue. Um, with the recent success... So let's see, where else did I find on these bastards? Ooh, I pulled up a few websites because it's hard to find information on shoe squeezer. So mine were white and didn't have the, the Griffey number or the um, junior on the tongue, but it was pre it was prior to the season. I got them prior to the season. It was prior to that emerald colorway coming out. Um, beautiful sneaker. I mean, I would never wear it now. It's ugly as sin, but <laughs> I fucking loved it in 95. It belongs in the museum. Right. So, so it's a, here's the one that uh, kicks on fire. Odds are, if you were an 80s baby and you were a fan of Ken Griffey Jr., you had one of these pairs and you love them. Well, we've got good news for you. They, they re-released them in like 2015. Um, and there, so my mom, we went in the tribe and we were, tri I was children's shoes at, at, at that point. But, uh, the, the man's like, he's has to wear men's shoes, lady. <laughs> like he won't fit <laughs> my first. You're just giant clod hoppers. I start, well, I have a 13, I wear a 13 now squeezer. Jeez. Yeah. So I was growing quick and my mom was not there was used to buying me little kid shoes and then all of a sudden like i need man shoes in 95 uh, -huh. uh but uh these shoes were really cool and i'll, I'll never forget i i could vividly remember walking through the smell of the fucking whitehall mall walking into that foot locker the what the guy looked like putting the the, the shoe sizer on my foot and having to go to the men's shoe sizer and him bringing them it was out. like the iron maiden of your foot yeah yeah yeah, uh, fucking man, dude. These were the fucking shit. The Nike Air Diamond Fury 95s, black and white. My first cool sneaker. I was the man with those sneakers, Squeezer. You're still the man. All right, Squeezer, here is your next pick. And I saw your text. I'll fill for you. You're the best. Congratulations, Blasternaut. Mission accomplished. I don't know what the fuck that clip was, but um, who is excited for Halloween? I'll talk about some uh, stuff coming out. The, the Harpoon beer 
has a Duncan box of beer instead of Joe that has a Duncan coffee roll, um, a Harpoon Duncan pumpkin spice latte ale, a, a Harpoon Duncan coffee roll cream ale, a Harpoon Duncan coffee cold brew coffee porter, and a Harpoon Duncan hazelnut brown stout. Um, that's obviously in our area. It comes from up in Boston. Uh, McDonald's is bringing back its pumpkin and cream pies. Uh, and they also announced the return of the cheese Danish. Um, hers has more. Hers is a local chip. They're like down by Philadelphia. They have a uh, new cheesy pizza chips, buffalo wing chips, and cheeseburger flavored cheese curls. They're game day flavors. Ugh. Uh, Shake Shack's back with new um, shakes, an apple cider donut shake, hand spun topped with whipped cream and cinnamon donut crunch, a pumpkin patch shake, pumpkin puree, hand spun vanilla frozen custard, cinnamon nutmeg topped with whipped cream and candied pumpkin seeds, and a choco salted toffee shake, chocolate frozen custard and salted toffee sauce, hand spun and topped with whipped cream, and chocolate toffee sprinkles. God damn. Uh, Cheese Cake Factory has their pumpkin cheesesteak in stores. And Van Luen French Ice Cream has a pumpkin cheesesteak with graham cracker crust. French ice cream! So much shit out there. Uh, what else? I'm pulling this all off. Marky, M-A-R-K-I-E underscore Devo, D-E-V-O. He's a great uh, food, junk food guy on Instagram to follow. Um, there's uh, Walmart selling a maple flavored bourbon syrup with natural flavors and a candy corn flavored syrup. Uh, they have their pumpkin spice chai latte mix back, and that Van Luen ice cream has a pumpkin cinnamon roll ice cream too, apparently. Oh, and a hazelnut fudge cookie, uh, Tapatio's Mexican hot chocolate French ice cream. And honeycomb French ice cream, wild berry layer cake, French ice cream, um, and a sweet potato marshmallow casserole French ice cream. That's Van Luyen. Also, Doritos what? is re-releasing their screaming sriracha Doritos, so that's pretty. Wait, cool. what? Yeah. Oh, you got my attention now. I was just talking about some junk food. Why? Uh, and the winter edition uh, Red Bull this year is Fig Apple. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's not sugar-free, though, so I won't be trying it. Squeezer, I played your weird clip, so you tell us what it is and tell us what you're talking about. Uh, which one is this? Calculators. Oh! Yes, thank you. <clears throat> you're going to cut this, so I got to... I'm not going to cut anything. This is all in the show. Oh. A terrible idea. <laughs> Why well, talk the whole time? Why did you do that? You could have just oh, because you didn't feel like doing the edit. Well, we're also live. Oh, we're live. Yeah, but it's ish. No offense, ish. But well, if I would have known that, I would have had just one handful of Cheez-Its before I came down, not two. <laughs> well, the but pantry you t- is very close to the bathroom. So. I mean, who doesn't keep Cheez-Its close to their bathroom? What are you What are you talking about with your calculators here? What is that clip All from? Right. So, and when you were in school, I'm pouring and paying attention here. Um, 
Do you re- recall the first calculator that you had? No. Uh, we probably really didn't have many, too. We were poor Catholic school squeezer. Oh, okay. So uh, do you remember your first abacus? <laughs> they did have abacuses. You're joking, but they did uh, have them. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't learn about an abacus until I was like in seventh grade, and we were talking about like Chinese inventions. Oh. And then you had to learn how to use it. Oh, no, no, no. They had them. Oh, my God. Gosh. I'm literally. Um, but I recall, and I, I had some in advance before because my grandfather was like a hoarder of random electronics. The first... And back in the 80s, like a calculator was like some high-tech shit yet. The first time anyone handed me a, a calculator squeezer was in Troxel, and it was a TI-80. 80, oh, TI, wow. TI-83, I mean. TI-83. Wow. Okay. Um, but I, I recall elementary school, they would bust out, the, the teacher would keep them because they wouldn't trust you little monsters, but she would keep them in like this tray and bring the tray out and there are these little plastic blue guys and you'd slip the cover off and then you'd slip the cover back on underneath and it would lock in place. And in front of you was the most glorious, pristine, uh, just so neat looking but I, I ideally like just basic calculation calculator. The like the one thing I need, and it's the TI one hundred eight. And I this this just seeing this the color scheme, everything. This, this one calculator takes me back to my entire like elementary ness. Is this like, your Proust mandolins? Or this is this is my Proust. Uh, I was going to say come up something that's funny, but I couldn't think of it. So it's the thing that like slices onions real thin, right? Yes. Is that, that's what you're talking about? Mandolin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, yes, this is my Proust mandolin. I don't know what this has to do with onions, but sure. Uh, yeah, it was solar powered. Uh, you could type boobs. If you typed in 58008 and held it upside down, it said boobs. Um, It had a uh, plus, minus, and addition and subtraction. It had that funny thing that looked like a check mark with the long line after it. I think um, my first calculator I remember buying and being like proud of in elementary school, Catholic school, was my calculator watch from uh, Service Merchandise. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, it was like $11. Oh, service merchandise was the best. Yeah. Just imagine. Got my BB gun there. Right down the street from our fucking office right now, if it was still there. I know. That was, that's the Ollie's, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, I, that's that's the one where I bought my BB gun. Hmm. Um, that's where I got my first guitar. Ooh, look at you. Look, look both, both instruments of our future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That and uh, best. I remember going to best. Best, best closed earlier than service merchandise. Service merchandise yes. lasted a little longer, but Burst, longer. best is where we got our Commodore sixty four best catalogs. Oh yeah, I remember. That's where my dad got his big fancy stereo, where we broke the glass door on that. We would also listen to uh, Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. Yes, and there's now a Foreman Mills. Is it still a Foreman Mills? I don't know if that's exactly where Best was, but yeah, Best was over there. Yeah, that that's where it was down there. 
It was down there, yeah. Kind yeah, of like right behind uh, Sports Authority. Uh, well, it was down like below it. So yes. It's actually in the front, but below it. Right. Yeah, that's the four-man mills with that yeah. now. If it's still a four-man mills, I don't know. I try All to right. stay out of Whitehall. But, uh, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, I was there long enough. Uh, but the TI-108, look, it, it wasn't um, groundbreaking in any way other than it was a cheap, cost-effective, and simple device for little kids. And it was perfect. It was the perfect calculator. And the coolest thing about it was the slip cover. So there were slots along the side, and then there were little teeth on the on the cover. And you'd slide it down, flip it upside down, and slide it back. It's G- I know there's fancy electronics involved, and like you're like, oh, it's just a calculator. But there is whole forums involved in just the science and technology of calculator circuit boards and their your dad and your brother would understand it. I don't know what the hell is going on. Sure. Um, but there's some fancy pants shit going on underneath that. But all I cared about was sliding the cover off, sliding it on. And it was just it was just visceral. Oh, it feels so good. Uh, and yeah, and you punch in some numbers. I was wrong most of the time. Uh, I had no idea how, like, there's, like, mem- a couple of actual memory settings. Like, all those buttons on a calculator that are above the numbers, but not near the uh, multiplication, division, plus, minus, and, like, equal sign. If it, if it isn't those five and then your uh, your digits, I don't know what the hell it does. I'm, a, I'm not a math genius. And honestly, I don't know how to really even use a calculator. Mm-hmm. But... I knew how to take that cover on and off. And that was the highlight of like third grade for me. When those calculators came out, it's like, oh, wow. And it wasn't even like you're using it because you're doing hard math. They were teaching you how to use a machine. It's like, here, you little dummies, like, learn how to press buttons because eventually this is going to supplant everything else in your life. And they were right. All right. Um, now, now, if only the TI-108 could tell me if I was in a car crash. If one day. One day. All right, here is my next pick. Uh, it's because the Apple Watch can. I was trying to be relevant. I, I know. Uh, we, we all get it. From... No, uh, I guess we all do. I was just trying. Like, look, I read the news. Yay. Uh, who, could you be more disappointed in a fucking Apple release? My God. No, but it's like, got like strap a Game Boy to your wrist <laughs> for that that <laughs> fucking new Apple Watch. It's forty nine millimeters. It's yeah. I'm like, uh, I I'll stick with my little. Like, here's the thing. I don't want a big, fancy, expensive one or anything bigger because I bust this one up enough. That's for the people complaining that they don't. Uh, honestly, all Apple needs to do is just keep putting faster processors and bigger batteries in there. They, the, the phone does everything I need it to do. <laughs> like, just keep incrementally. Yeah. And when I feel like I'm due for one, I'll get the new one. That's all you need to do. I'm, I'm just waiting for eventually when you're like, look, it can attach prime lenses and you can put rails on it and you can have someone pull focus on your camera now. Hmm. All right. Here is my next pick. 
Hey, it's me, Red Dog. Doggy, shit. Red Dog. You know, I don't know what's going on here. I thought this was a school for dogs, not a school for sheep. Doggies, please, please, I don't think so. You better believe it. Yo, Chef. Red Dog Beer. Bold yet smooth, easy to drink. School is out. I uh, remember how cool Red Dog and Ice House were, Squeezer. Uh, I do. I don't remember why, but I, well, yeah. Commercial. Well, Tommy Lee Jones was the voice of Red Dog there. <laughs> well, we, in like 95 or 96, I was at Troxel at this point. We went to VF outlets for back to school shopping, which is Vanity Fair outlets, which is in Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I got a Jansport backpack, dirt cheap, and they had two models, one with a little Red Dog patch on and one with an Ice House patch on. I went with the Red <laughs> I got the red dog patch. I had a red dog Jansport backpack. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's a really cool but I wish I still fucking had it. Everyone, let me see. Jansport red dog backpack. Images. Nah, I don't see it anymore. I'm gonna have to do some deep deep digging to find this. Let me try eBay. Red dog backpack. I see Clifford. Yeah, it keeps putting me to Clifford. It's a red dog <laughs> beer. What if, what if Clifford becomes a new sponsor of Red Bull and they do a rebrand in 2022? Uh, red Bull? See, I can't find it anywhere, but I definitely had this. And Is it Red Bull? You said Red Bull, yeah. Oh, I meant Red Dog. Red Dog. Is Red Dog yeah. still, Red Dog's apparently still made. Ugh. What a, let's see here. Uh, I pulled it up on Wikipedia. Uh, Miller Brewing Company, part of the Plank Road Brewery family. It's uh, introduced in 1994 and brewed with two barley malts and five varieties of American hops. Plank Road Brewery was the name of Frederick Miller's first brew house in the 19th century. The Plank Road name was resurrected in the 1990s to sell Ice House and Red Dog as more premium beer under a different name, so as not directly associated with the Miller Brewing. The tagline, Be Your Own Dog. Tommy Lee Jones was hired to voice Red Dog TV commercials. Although popular during the mid to late 90s, Red Dog faded into near obscurity at the turn of the 21st century. Since 2005, it has been returning in stores in its current price segment between Miller High Life and Milwaukee's Best. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to drink I, I, Beast. Is there, a, is there a middle there? If you don't want to drink Beast, but you can't afford High Life, you go Red Dog. Was <laughs> <laughs> I had a Red Dog backpack? So, so like, Beast is when you're, like, you know, just in the woods drinking. High Life is because, you know, it's you know, you're at a banquet. It's the champagne of beers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the champagne of beers. Um, so, Red Dog is just for when you're at home having dinner with your family, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this kiddo, is... give me a Red Dog. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I had a Red Dog Jansport backpack. I thought I was so cool. It was cool. Like, where the fuck did you get that? That is... VF outlet. No one else wanted it. And no, you had no idea what it was. No, I knew it was beer because you saw the commercials. 
Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I knew it was beer, but that's why I got it. My parents didn't know what the fuck it was. And But you can get away with that then, too. Like, you can wear a Red Dog backpack to school. Right. Well, there was a lot of like, Red Dog t-shirts and stuff, so that's why it was cool. Nah. All right. Like, that was all, like, my... I had my Marlboro sleeping bag and all right. that shit when I was in Boy Scouts. <laughs> That's badass. I like that. Here's your last pick, Squeeze. It, <laughs> it was pretty warm. English, math, biology. What you keeping tabs on? What you keeping tabs on? Art, lunch, history. What you keeping tabs on? Mead's new keeping tabs makes it easy to keep up, keep organized, and keep it together. Yes, music. This is chemistry. What you keeping tabs on? Keeping tabs. Keeping tabs. New from Mead. New from Mead. New from Mead. All right, so I I don't want to go in a. I'm not going to go into like, the whole history of Trapper Keepers. That could be a whole show in itself. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, and, but like, eventually, you get to a point where all your research and all the hard work that you did to create this product that is the Trapper Keeper, it is a quality device, by the way, I might add you. Um, you you got to start competing with all the other stuff out that's out there and come up with some kind of gimmicks. And then they slowly started just adding on, adding on, adding on. Uh, one was the tabs, which we weren't I, allowed I don't know trapper if it was necess- What's that? We weren't allowed trapper keepers at St. Francis. Oh, uh, was it because it's the work of the devil or because they had like trapper keepers actually came with like formulas and stuff that you could use to cheat? I th- think it was a matter of like class warfare they were trying oh the status status, status yeah, quo kind of thing to prevent like the kids who couldn't afford them versus the kids who could you know so they just banned them arbitrarily but didn't you have to pay to go to the catholic school right and they didn't want any of the parents wasting their money on trapper keepers if they didn't have it that had to go to tuition <laughs> like i'm thinking if you can afford to go to catholic school you can afford a trapper keeper yeah well. I'm just telling you what I know, Squeezer. All those Parkland kids had Trapper Keepers back then. I mean, I didn't know because I wasn't at Parkland. And by the time oh, I got they, to middle well, school, did. you were a fucking dweeb if you had a Trapper Keeper. Which hoity to Although I don't think they were swimming in the dough back then. Well, I went to. I also went to Troxel Squeezer. Yeah. That was the farm part of Parkland High School. Yeah, but eventually, like, it wasn't, like, Parkland wasn't, like, the hoo-hoo, look at you kind of. Uh, well, eventually, Springhouse spring like, was. It was. Springhouse was. Uh, like all uh, right up, um, uh, they had that big de- development off Walbert Avenue that's still there to the right. Yeah, that's huge, Squeezer. Come on. Yeah, but I mean that didn't that didn't really like it. That like was, when we were younger, it wasn't like that. It that was like was, mid the late. I guess when we're like mid the late nineties, early nineties, that blew was up. Built. Yeah, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when uh, like the whole Orfield thing became a development. All the green hills started spreading. Yeah, up right. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hoity toity. I went to Troxel though. It was the farm and white trash part of Parkland. <laughs> uh, I went to school between one mall and another mall. That's true. Yeah. And I lived between another. And like, yeah, it was. It's kind of like where, like, basically all Whitehall was back then was like one big corporate conglomerate monster. And now the entire valley is that. 
it just kind of spread there. Like a disease. Yeah. Um, the hell was I talking about? Oh, Trapper the gimmicks. Gamers. So gimmicks. They, they started adding, like, gimmicks. And so they added, like, the tabs because, like, you couldn't. You couldn't just open up your Trapper Keeper and see, like, oh, here's my yellow folder for science class. You know, no, you had to have a tab that had said science class on it. But the greatest gimmick, and it wasn't exclusive to Trapper Keeper or anything like that. And you can buy them secondhand. But and I couldn't find anything. I was going to have originally a, uh, there's a website that specializes in uh, paper products that re- reviews hole punches. Okay. If you could get the hole punch, like the Trapper Keeper or Notebook style, like hole punch, three hole punch, that was epic. Did you have one? No, I never owned a Trapper Keeper. <laughs> oh, no, but you didn't have to have a Trapper Keeper, but like they sold them aftermarket. You could put one in your binder. No. Did you oh, have binders? Is that the no? thing that was like flat and you like. It like it was in your notebook, and you like press down to punch a hole, then open it back. Yeah, up. you could yeah. do like maybe two, three pages max if yeah, you're lucky. I didn't have a branded one, but yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. Oh, they were fantastic! It, like, and the teeth looked like the tin cans that they made. Oh, what the hell is the machine in nothing but trouble? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Um. Anyway. That's what they look like, and they would punch these holes. And what you would do is, rather than use it to organize your stuff, you would just sit there in class all day and just wump, make some holes, move your paper, make some holes, move your paper, make some holes. And next thing you knew, you had an entire like border because uh, you know you couldn't really go inside unless you were smart and you went back to one page, folded it over, and then slipped it back in and punched again. And eventually just made an entire sheet of Swiss cheese and then had a massive ball of confetti uh, that you would then get in trouble for for having. Uh, I, none of that happened to me, but uh, okay, keep going. Oh, you're missing out on life. No, no, that's all, that that's my that's my crescendo. Oh. And this like this entire show is building up to that moment. How epic that was. Okay. I don't think you appreciate that. No, I, I appreciate it. I, I should have made this my third pick, but I, we had to move things around because this is truly the climax. This is the falling action of the show. Um, I, I don't want to get everyone all excited now because now they're expecting some big, like, you know, snap moment, like, boom, and then the movie ends. But, uh, no, sorry. I just To me, it was it was pretty epic. To have a big holy piece of paper and a bunch of little, little dots. Absolutely awesome. Let's put this show to bed. Uh, you know, before I was a comedian, I was a guitar player. And when I started playing, I wanted to be the best. But I wasn't. Just like a lot of radio stations would like to be 94 WYSP, but they're not. Because 94 WYSP is the best. They have classic rock and roll all day long. And they have Howard Stern every morning, all morning long. So we're not trying to laugh right in the face of these other radio stations. Oh! <laughs> but when you're not the best, you just have to learn to live with it! Oh! Ah, 94 WYSP before it was spewing bullshit fucking talk sports radio. Uh, what a waste of airwaves. It was rock and roll and Howard Stern in the morning. And I always equated 
as soon as I so I had a little realistic, they made these like neon color Radio Shack uh, FM radio squeezer. And it came with like an earbud that was only in like one earbud. Mm-hmm. So I had that and I would take it on the bus and had a speaker built in, but I listened to it. God forbid I'd get caught listening to Howard Stern. Did it have like the little tuner where you had like the dial that the bar that goes up and down through a clear glass or yep. just like yep. the, the it, dial? Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't a uh, uh, digital tuner. It was analog. And uh, number four YSP was easy to get up, get in this area because it was a strong signal. And there's a lot of repeaters in the area. So I would listen. I, 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 like I've said on the show before, became a Howard Stern fan way too, way too young. <laughs> um, I started, like, I got into, I saw my dad's Buck Bongo Fiesta tape. Um, I got into the book. I got into the show on E! And I was listening on my radio in the morning. And back to school on the school bus is when I'd usually listen. And then me and my friend Joe Orkin, he'd pick me up and we'd smoke weed and listen to Howard Stern. And it would like wait like in like forty minutes before we went into school. Uh, we always listen to Howard Stern going to school. It was just a thing. And now it's funny, like like you don't really listen to him in the summer. You did, but like it was more like going back to school. And now he takes off the summer, and he just came back on Tuesday, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, it's back to school, Howard Stern. You know, I still listen to Howard every fucking day because I love him, and he makes me laugh hysterically. And a lot of my gimmicks here I steal from Howard Stern. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, I just, that little radio and listening to Howard and YSP all day, um, was my fucking shit. And that was always, it was always fun. I was like, back to school sucked, but I'm going to be up early enough to listen to Howard Stern because on summer I ain't getting up that early. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be up, you get to listen to Howard on the bus and no one was the wiser because like your bus, you're sitting in the back of the bus and no one, the, the bus driver didn't know. And it wasn't like our bus was packed. Um, it, it wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, when I got to Troxel, it was bad, and I was kind of quiet. But then by eighth grade, I had friends, and everyone knew. Like, I was cool because I was listening to Howard Stern. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm listening to Howard Stern. Like, that was cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the bad boy. Well, I would, they all thought I was, I was like the mystery new kid, too. So I had that bad boy mystique, and I was like, the, like I'd go home and like play with my Stretch Armstrong. So... I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't let him find that out. So I had this show, uh, you know, I did listen to Howard Stern and I wasn't doing it just to be cool. But once they were like, oh, you're, you're listening to Howard Stern. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like you're allowed to. I'm like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> uh, I, no one's stopped me so far. It's the fucking radio. Like why would you, I be? What do you always say? It's uh, better to ask for forgiveness. Well, I didn't know it was like bad because well, I mean, I knew like he taught like his book and I hid his book out in my sister's clubhouse so my mom wouldn't find it. And eventually mm-hmm. she like caved and like my dad took me to see the movie and everything. And uh, I know my dad got me when he went to Sirius for Christmas that year before he launched. My dad got me my first Sirius radio. Um, Aww. yeah. So that was that was 2004. Shit. He's been at Sirius since then. So he's, I think he's been at Sirius almost longer than he's been on terrestrial radio. <laughs> Damn. But, um, yeah, it's why. And they, basically Sirius has made a show a podcast now. So by like 1 o'clock, they, they take all the commercials out and they put a show on the app so you can just listen to it like a podcast. So that's how I listen. And I love it. Um, nice. And I've been listening to it since I was going to school as a kid. So it's been a long-standing tradition for me. A, a lot of Howard Stern fans have been like, 
listening forever. That's what makes him and his fans so great. And he's changed, and people can't get that. And, you know, some people are like, you don't, you're not, he's still fucking goofy. Like, he's, he's still disgusting. Like, they did this, you know, Ronnie the limo driver, right? Yeah. They did this shtick where, so Ronnie, like, still does up his butt. So they had him test these two dildos, but they didn't tell him they were molded after Richard and Sal's dicks. <laughs> so he he came on air and reviewed these two dildos that he had of his butt, and then they revealed that they were molds of Richard and Sal's dick. And and he uh, uh, Richard's like, I'm honored, Ronnie couldn't fit me in because <laughs> he likes Sal's better. It was I was laughing so hard. Like, come on, like he's too liberal and woke now. I'm like, that's not woke. <laughs> no. Yes, he's not as awful to people now. He's changed. He realized he used to be a dick, and he's changed. Like, people grow up, you know? Yeah. When you're, like, what, 60-something? Yeah, he is. He's almost 70. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to just be that miserable all the time. Oh, he's still still miserable. Oh, good. (laughs) But but he's not as miserable. Like, he still hates everything. Like, every year on this Christmas show, before he goes on Christmas break... They play the Howard Stern hate mega cut where he, they cut together everything he says he hates. It's sucking <laughs> hysterical. So, and then they have, they I know they did an embedded on Lenny Dykstra's boat uh, over the summer break, so I can't wait for them to air that. Um, And that's it. That's our back to school, back to school shopping, middle of the school year school show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well I don't even know what we're doing next week do you I don't know I think the scheduling went so far so I'm going to have to get our fall and Christmas schedule done get our Halloween schedule and everything we'll figure out what we're going to talk about in the coming weeks but we will be back next week uh, whether you like it or not whether you like it we're not going anywhere with more Rad Years podcast I'm RK and I'm Squeezer see everybody